0: Alethea, thank you for joining us today on The Alagos Radio. To begin, share a few words with us about your background. You were born in the United States, but also spent a lot of time in Greece growing up. Am I right?
1: Yes. I was born in California, and my Yaya and Papu were, on my dad's side, were from Greece. They had come from Greece. So... I had a direct connection to my Greek heritage. And I grew up going to Greece, traveling there with my family in the summers, like a lot of Greek American families do. And we're from a village in the south in the Peloponisos called Koroni. It's close to Kalamata. And it's this beautiful fishing village that gets a lot of tourists, actually. So it was it was a really, really nice place to, to kind of have as a, as a second home. And so I grew up very connected to my Greek heritage and went to Greek school and kind of the typical Greek American kids upbringing. But it was always a big part of, of who I was. And now I'm kind of making the heritage a bigger part of my life by uh, starting to work in Greece.
0: And you were a history major in college at uh, UCLA. How did studying history lead to you making your first film?
1: Yeah, I was a history major at UCLA, and I was focusing on modern European history, specifically World War II, and I was in a class that was on the history of memory, and it was kind of about how national identities are formed and how people's histories are written, how they're written, what's left out, all of those things. And I had been to a place in Greece called Kalavrita when I was a teenager. I'd visited there and I never forgot about it. I never forgot. They have a very, very big monument on the hill, which is where this um, this Nazi massacre took place in 1943. And I remember when I was in the village, they told us that there was some mysterious things sur- surrounding that massacre that the women and children had been spared and there was a soldier who had saved them and i i don't know why but it kind of came back to my mind when i was in the middle of this history class and i said maybe i can kind of investigate that and do some research on it because i didn't think anything had been written in english Uh, there wasn't a whole lot written in english it was mostly greek and then there were some things in german so i went to Kalabrita, and i was in greece for about three or four months studying this and interviewing survivors and and I met this woman whose husband had been killed that day. What happened was all the all the Nazis went into the village and they killed all the men and, and some boys. There were about 700, 800 people who were killed. It was a really, really big massacre. It was one of the largest in World War II. And anyway, I met the woman, a woman whose husband had been killed and she was the last surviving widow. Everybody else who had survived at that point were were children when that had happened. So I found her, and I just thought she was so fascinating that I decided to make a documentary about her, and that was my first film. And it wasn't really something that was planned, you know. It was something that I just kind of threw together. But getting behind the camera in that way, was that was the first time I had done that, and it really kind of gave me a feel for it, and I loved it so much that I just kind of knew that I wanted to continue doing that.
0: And this film, of course, was titled The Last Widow. And this experience that you had in Galaverita, how did it inspire you to continue making films?
1: What that film did is it, it really gave me a sense of the power of filmmaking. I showed that film to a few people people who were from Calabrita and people who weren't and people who kind of knew about things. And everybody was really touched by this woman in her story because in the film, she tells the very tragic story of, of the morning, what happened on the morning of the death of her husband. And she was only 24 when it happened. And and of course, you know, they hadn't been married that long. She's lived most of her life without this man. And still she wore black every day. And anyway, she told this very, very scary sad story about what happened and then at the end of the film she tells this incredibly funny story of how she met her husband and how she kind of snagged him you know in those days there of course there were arranged marriages and she she tells the story of how she broke up an arranged marriage that he had with another girl and she took him for herself, and it's very funny the way she she tells it, and I think what I learned from that film, and what other people saw, that, saw in that film, was this sense of hope, and that even in the most tragic of circumstances, there is still a silver lining, or there's still a way that you can kind of look at things, and this woman, I think, was kind of proof of that, you know, just that circumstance, so I really got a sense that there's a power in filmmaking and there's ways to show different circumstances in life. There's always humor in life. And I think I just wanted to give people more of that. And that's kind of where the inspiration to keep, to keep going came from after that
0: film. And following The Last Widow, your relationship with Greece and with filmmaking continued, particularly with the production of your most recent film titled The Foreigner, which took you, I believe, to the region of Mani, also in Peloponneseos. Tell us about the film.
1: The film The Foreigner was my UCLA thesis film. I received my MFA from the film program the directing program specifically and I knew I wanted to make a film in Greece I had never worked in Greece in that capacity making a narrative film and putting an entire production together the last widow was me and just a cameraman so I I really didn't know how to go there and make a film basically I had a few friends but I decided to go there and we made the film in about two months I found a wonderful production company to work with and producer his name is Bobby Tsutsas and he has a company called Genscapes Filmmakers, which is a really cool kind of like Filmmakers Collective. They're out in Papagu. And we made the film with a small crew, um, cast and kind of budget and we've shot in Mani. And it was such an amazing experience. I mean, I really still I look back and I think, wow, did we really pull that off? Because it was kind of I really had no idea if it was going to work out. I had gone to greece and and I almost I literally almost went home after the first week. I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to pull this off shooting a film in Greece. Everything's so hectic right now. Everything is so difficult right now, of course, with the crisis. and but I just kind of kept pushing for it. And Bobby's, my producer, really made it happen. And, and we just had a great time. We shot about four days in, like I said, in Mani, but we shot specifically in three villages Marmari, Laya, and Vathia and they are all these amazing little villages in the south that are really uninhabited. I mean, when we shot in Vathia, there were about three people that were living in the village at the time, and we kind of got some help from some locals to put some things together, and it just was such a great experience. It really made me want to go back to Greece and, and to shoot more films.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, The Foreigner was a film which was crowdfunded. What was the response to this like?
1: I raised the money for The Foreigner on a platform called Indiegogo, which is, yes, as you said, a crowdfunding website. It's similar to Kickstarter, but um, one of the incentives that they offer is 501c3 status, nonprofit status to projects. So I was able to, for American people who wanted to donate to the film, they could get a tax write-off for their donation. So basically I, I created a video, like a pitch video, Uh, explaining what the project was that I was a Greek American student who wanted to go to Greece to make a film because as I said in the video I've been hearing my whole life from Greek Americans the importance of going back to Greece the importance to going back to your roots and and to doing something of importance there whether it was something for work or or whatever and so I just decided to really do that I mean I would have done it on my own anyway but I thought okay well if these people have told me to do this (laughs) my whole life I'm gonna ask for their help now. And that's kind of what I did. So I geared the campaign and my pitch video towards Greek Americans. And what I was surprised by was that a lot of the support actually ended up coming from Greeks in Greece. They were really inspired that a Greek American would want to come in the middle of the crisis and do something that i guess not a lot of people had done or they wanted to they were just inspired that i that i was there and that i was kind of a positive force because there's just a lot of negativity around them and so i was really happy that that ended up being kind of a byproduct but the indiegogo campaign ran for about three months they it ran while we were even shooting the film and it was great because while i was in greece the because of the crowdfunding, which is kind of a new thing, I think, to Greeks and everywhere, really. But because I was using it to shoot a film in Greece, a lot of people were interested in talking to me about how I did that. And one kind of happy byproduct is that there's been a few other Greek filmmakers since I ran my campaign that have asked me to consult with them on running a a crowdfunding campaign for film, because now they're starting to do it. And so I was really happy. I am really happy that other people in Greece are considering that as a way to raise money and and raise awareness for their films. And having
0: mentioned some of these other filmmakers that have gotten in touch with you, and of course, the support that you received from many people in Greece, even during the crisis, how would you characterize the state of the film industry and filmmaking in Greece at the present time, especially in the midst of the ongoing economic troubles in the country?
1: I actually think it's a really great time for filmmaking in Greece. It's and I mean that in a creatively speaking it's obviously extremely difficult in terms of funding I know that the Greek film center isn't really funding anything there are funds from the European Union media program and other such programs but yeah in in terms of funding it's a it's a very very difficult time um and kind of non-existent when it comes to funding that's why I think a lot of Greek filmmakers are turning to their own resources and you've kind of seen this renaissance and resurgence of Greek cinema I'm Greek cinema over the past five years, seven years with films like *Dogtooth* and Alps and Attenberg. And now there's a whole other group of them coming out have brought Greek cinema to the world stage. And people around the world are, are watching what's coming out of Greece. Because I think when a country is going through something, the art reflects that the art reflects what's going on. So people who are not in Greece want to know what it's like there now. And they watch the films coming out of Greece, which, um, you know, are more abstract. And I guess we would say experimental now, but I really think they're shedding light on what the crisis is. And so I think that even though it is more difficult now to make films there, the films that are coming out of there are really, really pushing a lot of boundaries. And they're showing the world that they're still Greece is still there and important, artistically speaking and culturally speaking. And I really think a lot of people are watching what's what's going on there now. I think that um, it's kind of like if you look at other societies throughout history who have gone through difficult times, the art that comes out during those times often is quite exquisite. And I think that is also what's happening in Greece right now.
0: And returning specifically to the foreigner, you had the opportunity to present the film at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, what was it like being at one of the most prestigious film festivals in the world?
1: Cannes was such an amazing experience. It's it's such an overwhelming film festival. There's thousands and thousands of people there. It's so much industry, so many. It's just very surreal. It was so wonderful to be there and to have people see the film and experience the film there. A lot of people really like that it's lighthearted and that it's positive. I think a lot of people really connected with that. So I was just happy to be able to share the film with, with more people. Anytime that I can share the film with a new audience is so exciting for me. So can was just a really it was just it it was kind of like a whirlwind to be honest it just kind of happened so fast and just trying to meet as many people as you can and connect with as many people as you can and see if you can sell the film see who's going to maybe take it to their territory and things like that Um, I was working with a publicist and sales agent from Greece named Maria Karras who was kind of helping guide the whole process but it was such an amazing experience and I hope I get to go back with another film someday
0: (laughs) And going forward, what are some of your future plans and projects?
1: Well, right now, because The Foreigner has gotten such... It's been received so well in the US, but also in Europe. We've played in a lot of film festivals in Europe and in Australia. And now I am planning a feature version of The Foreigner, a full-length version of the movie that we hope to shoot in the fall, this fall 2013, also in Mani. And I'm working with a producer in Greece to do that. And um, we're going to be making it a Swedish co-production, actually. And we've attached a, a wonderful and well-known swedish actor to play the foreigner and uh so that's what's happening with the foreigner and then i also have a couple of projects in the u.s i'm i live in la so i'm directing um some web series i'm directing some music videos i'm directing a couple of commercials so there's a lot of stuff going on in la for me but um i'm really excited to get the foreigner going again so hopefully you'll hear about that soon
0: In wrapping up, where can our listeners find out more about you and about your filmmaking?
1: I have a website. It's www.aletheiaoframisfilm.com. And we also have a page for The Foreigner. The best place is probably Facebook. It's facebook.com foreignerfilm. And on Twitter, we update all of that regularly. You can see how you can see the film. It's currently airing on a TV channel called Shorts International. In Europe, it's called Shorts TV. In the US, it's called Shorts HD. And um, it's going to be playing in March on that channel. And then in June, when we finish our film festival run, if you go to our Facebook page, they will will have information on uh, being able to purchase the film. So in the next few months, we'll be able to, we'll be selling DVDs of the film from there.
0: Wonderful. Well, Alethea, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today on the Galagos Radio and best of luck with all of your future work.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much.